All right. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to the Making Strides podcast here with me. I'm Carolyn Sue and Stephanie Flippin. Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing? Uh, we're so um, grateful to have all of you guys here, and we're excited to dive into our second episode. Um, we also want to say thank you so much for your patience with us. I think February was a really crazy month for both Carolyn and I, um, so we were working to get our second episode out as early as possible in the month of March. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for being here with us. Carolyn, yes. how are you? Yes, yes, yes. Doing well, recovering yeah. from another little cold, of oh, course. Oh my gosh. I'm not sure if I was sick the last time we were recording mm, as well. Maybe. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'd like to think that all the rounds of cold, colds and sicknesses that my family has endured since uh, since October, November has at least helped to boost my immune system a little because this time right. around, I feel like I'm getting over things a lot more quickly. <laughs> good, good. I know so, this season this season has been so intense with all the cold viruses going around. Um, but yeah, I think you and I were both on a bit of travel. Um, where were you yeah. at in the world the past couple weeks? Yeah, the last week of February, my family and extended family and I, we all went on a cruise through the Caribbean. So yeah, that was the first cruise, nice. at least for my immediate family, um, that mm -hmm. we had ever gone on. Very, mm -hmm. I mean, we did not know what to expect. And it was mm -hmm. incredible. Like, oh, I, I felt like we were walking into the Titanic, but it with a more positive. Mm, sure. <laughs> but with, with, yes. modern, with modern day safe metals and things like that, uh, structurally yes. supporting yes. the ship. <laughs> and we were not nice. going through iceberg areas. We were going nice. through the Caribbean. Um, yeah, we were there for the cruise itself was seven days. And mm. like I said, through the Caribbean, it was like island hopping, warm, mm. sunny weather, which was a great change of pace for us yeah. out here in New England. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it was just really good to spend time with family. And nice. um, yeah, with my in-laws and relatives and the good. kids were able to try a lot of new things. They mm -hmm. swim with dolphins one day, which was oh, super cool. Yeah, so cool. You know, and um, just to be able to kind of pause and mm -hmm. have that like dedicated pause and mm -hmm. reset, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, but yeah. yeah, you are also on a very, yes. very cool one of a kind yeah. type of experience. Yes. Right. I know. And I'm excited to dive a little bit further into that um, later in this episode. But um, yeah, I was out of town um, on a major photo and video shoot um, for my new sponsorship slash uh, partnership. Um, yeah, I'm not at liberty to share quite yet um, who that brand is, but um, definitely excited to share about the experience um, and everything, um, that I went through, but, um, yeah, I was out in California, um, for any of our listeners, um, who like kind of weathered the more recent, um, crazy weather patterns in California. Um, yeah. I'm born and raised in San Diego and I mean, we were seeing snow flurries. The temperatures were below 30 when we were out there. The wind gusts were just insane. I think they were rolling at like 70 miles per hour. Oh my um, gosh. Like all along like the coast. Um, it was really intense. Um, so I didn't, I hope to get the same experience that you did by escaping, <laughs> by escaping Colorado winter and heading out to California. But it just so happened that I, we traveled out the very week that California was being hit um, with extreme winter weather conditions. But, but yeah, well, that's what, yeah. yeah. Well, I know we're going to talk a little more about, you know, your, your experience, mm -hmm. um, more deeply um, yeah. in the rest of this episode. But um, mm -hmm. but yeah, we just wanted to pop back in. And again, thank everyone for being here. Um, this yeah. podcast is, Liz, is a passion project, really, for both yeah. Stephanie and I. Um, mm -hmm. And we, uh, we want to focus on um, and share about, you know, our experiences as mm -hmm. BIPOC women, as more specifically, you know, as Asian American women in mm -hmm. the running world, in the running industry, as we navigate things both, you know, in the ultra and trail space, as well as in road running, mm -hmm. um, as well as just, you know, be able to provide hopefully some um, 
some education, some knowledge, some mm-hmm. even just like tidbits of ex- encouragement, you know, mm-hmm. um, for the rest of our communities here um, in the re- in the sport, um, yeah. so that we can work together uh, to really yeah. make everybody's experience in the sport of running, um, at least a little more, (laughs) a little more equitable, a little Mm -hmm. more, um, safe, you know, as, as we go through this sport that we love so much. Yeah, definitely. Um, I echo Carolyn's sentiments there and yeah. And so in this episode, we kind of wanted to touch on, um, all of the facets that surround ambassadorships, partnerships with brands, um, you know, and then kind of chatting a little bit further about like what sponsorships look like. Um, and just like Carolyn mentioned, the kind of like equity um, that we're seeing in the space um, and just, you know, both of our experiences with that. Um, so, yeah, I feel like Carolyn, you and I have had, had conversations about this, you know, off, you know, not, not recording just in our personal lives. Um, and I feel like we both have such unique experiences Um you know, and we've, I think we've chatted through, you know, the logistics of like forming these types of partnerships. What actually is an ambassadorship? What should it look like in this space? Um, and in the running industry and maybe like the outdoor industry in general, um, why maybe there are some aspects of these types of partnerships that are different compared to other industries? Um, you know, why we kind of think that is and maybe changes that we feel may need to happen. Um, So our goal in this conversation is to share with you guys our experiences, but then maybe also empower those listening who maybe are considering partnerships, ambassadorships, sponsorships, and just the different things, you know, help you kind of develop a checklist for you to go through um, just to be sure that, you know, you are being compensated in a way that you feel is fair um, for the work, um, you know, that maybe a brand is asking you to do and making sure you're working through things like, you know, diversity inclusion and things like that. um, And maybe the types of questions um, that are important to ask of those brands, just so that, you and the brand are both very clear on the purpose of the partnership um, and things like that. I mean, I think we're seeing brands really try to level up and improve things like representation. Um, But at the same time, I think there is a lot of nuance to that. Um, And Caroline and I are here to yeah, just kind of chat through our personal experiences. So, so yeah, Caroline, um, you have like extensive history, I feel like, in partnering um, with brands um, ever since, you know, your formation of Diverse We Run on social media. Um, I guess, why don't we start with who was the first brand um, that you mm. decided to partner with? I feel like that's a good place to start because I really yeah. enjoy that story. I think I've, I'm very, I'm pretty familiar um, with how that started um, and kind of like your feelings like surrounding it. Um, but yeah, what made you like decide to partner with that first brand? Um, What were some of the things that you were like, this is a brand that I absolutely want to partner with for XYZ um, and things like that? Yeah. So uh, I will, I think we can maybe identify first what we mean when we're saying partnerships Mm -hmm. and working together with brands and ambassadorships. Because honestly, Mm -hmm. for me, I think a lot of that was really unclear. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my only my only awareness or understanding of, quote unquote, partnering with companies sure. was based on what people were posting at the time, mm-hmm. like, you know, 20, what was it, 2017, 2018, 2019 yeah. even, you mm-hmm. know, um, where periodically every year, right, we would, we'll see, I think all of us still do, right, yeah. our Instagram feeds filled with people announcing their ambassadorships with mm-hmm. different brands, right? And, yeah. Um, and even with that, I think there's a lot of um, behind the scenes things that aren't necessarily disclosed. Like, what does mm-hmm. that mean that you're now yeah. a partner with this shoe company or with this mm-hmm. fuel company, right? And um, mm-hmm. and so I think from just on that level, right, like ambassadorships in general in the running industry look very much right now, like a brand will um, send free gear or free product to Mm -hmm. their ambassadors. And then in Mm -hmm. exchange, these ambassadors will post about it, 
right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's making videos or, or a static sure. post. And, um, and then usually there's like a discount code or something, mm-hmm. right? Not mm-hmm. always, but um, mm-hmm. oftentimes that will mm-hmm. accompany this ambassadorship program. And usually mm-hmm. it lasts like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people have to apply for it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then beyond that, I think there is a lot of gray area. Um, mm. I think in the recent years, we've seen a little more of like the whole influencer realm and industry kind of ex- like blending over with running um, yeah. to where I think I think there are more paid campaign opportunities that mm-hmm. have been um become more common sure um right with runners but even with that i think it's still very like it almost feels kind of hush hush like people don't yeah. really talk about it right sure sure um and so anyway i'll uh, all that to say like going back mm-hmm. to your first um to your question so um mm-hmm. my first you know i guess like working with the brand experience yeah. um mm-hmm was uh 20 I think it was 2019 I kind of mm-hmm. lose the dates but I, I did know, make right? a post about it right yeah. at the beginning of this year mm-hmm. um because one of my um my Facebook memories popped up and reminded me that four years ago oh wait yeah so four years ago 2019 there we go mm-hmm. um I at that time I had just formed I had just created diverse we run and mm-hmm. um you know I I had a small core group of uh, runner friends who are mm-hmm. who were you know black indigenous people of color, and mm-hmm. um, they were kind of my go to people to kind of just be my sounding board of ideas sure. and also to mm-hmm. validate like I wasn't yeah. being unreasonable or crazy, sure. you know, yeah. in thinking that there was a lack of mm-hmm. representation mm-hmm. in um, in voice athletes of color right Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so um my core group of people um they were really encouraging uh Mm -hmm. of me in wanting to just bring about more awareness sure uh, to our different stories and experiences um and so I had thought about reaching out to a few companies and brands, mm-hmm. especially th- because at that time, companies had a lot of blogs. Like blogs were still yes. like a large, right, right yeah. a large part mm-hmm. of um, the the industry. And I think it still is. Yeah. Um, and I had reached out to a few people to ask like, hey, could I, you know, have you considered sharing mm-hmm. um, different stories? Because yeah. there's usually just like the same old pattern of stories being shared, same yeah. narratives, yeah, and mm-hmm. experiences being highlighted, and mm-hmm. um, and like one one of the first women that I had reached out to, um, I think, I don't know, I it was a kind of like a disappointing experience because mm. um, she had she basically had said that yes, she wanted me to basically be a contributor, you know, to her blog and website. And this Mm -hmm. is someone who had already been very influential and built up Mm -hmm. a big platform in the running community um, with, I mean, you look at her website, there are a lot of um, big brand um, sponsorships, you know, Mm -hmm. in support of her work. And, um, and she had already put forth a call for diversity, you know, okay. and so that was why I felt like, oh, good, we could, this would be a good opportunity mm-hmm. to, um, to work together. Yeah. Um, and so when she had asked me to be a regular contributor to her website, mm-hmm. I was excited. And yeah. I had asked, okay, great. Well, can we, you know, like, let's set up a meeting to maybe mm-hmm. discuss like what, what the rates would be, like what that sure. would look like. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. with any kind of writing position for publications, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, um, especially even if you're, yeah, like a freelance writer, right. There is, there are rates <laughs> and there's yeah. compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, but then um, after I brought that up, unfortunately, then uh, her response was, Oh, you know what? I actually, I don't have any, I don't have any money or I don't have any budget for mm. this. And um, basically she was just hoping that I would do that for free, mm. um, which at the time I was willing to consider uh, sure. because I was just 
I felt like I wanted any way possible, really, to get mm-hmm. exposure for um, for Diverse We Run and for our yeah. different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was talking with my core group um, of friends, mm-hmm. you know, people that was actually honestly 2019, you know, only four years ago right, was the right. first time anybody had actually just said to me, no. You know, your time, your work and your mm-hmm. words, you know, yes. it's worth it's worth something. It's valuable. Mm-hmm. Like, right. You, sh- you shouldn't just be giving it away for free, per se. Right. Right. And um, especially on a capacity where you're asked, you're being asked to be so committed then mm-hmm. um, to being a regular contributor to building up someone else's right. website, essentially. Right. Um, right. And so when. And so that was a really hard I felt like that was that was tough because yeah. on one hand I I knew that our stories needed to be heard and seen. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. on the other hand, yeah, I felt like there was this tug in me that was like, yeah, no, but mm. but there is value mm-hmm. <laughs> in in your work and in your yeah. voice. Um For sure. And so I ultimately I ultimately actually had said, okay, well, why don't we try to figure something out like moving mm-hmm. forward? But sure. then I never heard back from this person. Mm-hmm. And so gotcha. I took that kind of as a natural sign mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe not, <laughs> um, maybe not mm-hmm. for me. And then mm-hmm. I reached out. Uh, then at that same time, uh, mm-hmm. Wazelle, uh, the, the CEO, mm-hmm. the founder of Wazelle, Sally, she had made a post as well of like, mm-hmm recognizing the importance or the lack, I should say, the lack of um, diversity uh, Mm -hmm. and representation in the running world. And Mm -hmm. she had put out a call to like um, wanting to get connected with people Mm -hmm. who um, who are, I guess, quote unquote, doing the work in this space. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, and several people had like tagged me in that post. And so. I I like <laughs> looked up what the Wazelle email might be, yeah. you know, and like um, emailed her and I mm-hmm. emailed Wazelle as a company and mm-hmm. I DM'd them and um, mm-hmm. and asked like and told them like, yeah, hey, I agree mm-hmm. with what you're saying. And this is something that I've felt very passionate about. And um, this is what I started working on would. Yeah would you be interested in like supporting this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear back from them for like Mm. a week or two. And Mm -hmm. that feels like an eternity, honestly, when you're in that position, right. Of Mm -hmm. like putting yourself out, putting yourself out there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But then I did finally hear back and they were like, so on board with Mm. it. And, um, Mm -hmm. And uh, immediately we started conversation on like what that would look like. And they were Mm -hmm. very upfront about like, we don't need like, you don't need to feel like you need to commit yourself to us in any other way. Like we want to be here to help like amplify the work Mm -hmm. that you're doing in -hmm. whatever ways that we can. Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately, I mean, it was not a paid partnership or anything. Like I, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if I'm honest, like I was... I think I was kind of like burned by that first interaction that sure. I had. So mm-hmm. I was afraid, like I didn't want mm. to ask about any yeah. other kind of compensation. But sure. in my mind, I felt like it was okay because Wazelle, I mean, you know, their blog, that's exposure, you know, right. and right. there was no other strings attached and mm-hmm. they weren't like, hey, also promote our products or like talk sure. about our brand or mm-hmm. anything like that. They really just ultimately like, believed in the work um mm-hmm. that I was doing and mm-hmm. you know I told them I knew of several um of their volley members mm-hmm. you know yeah. whom I had already featured on diversity sure. run and so like that kind of helped I think as yeah. well and um and it was just a very natural um natural I guess partnership or mm-hmm. collaboration um sure. but honestly like that experience even though it was not financially compensated, but it definitely, it provided to me um, that confidence boost of like Mm -hmm. that validation and affirmation, you know, um, 
that, yeah, like mm-hmm. when you believe in something that mm-hmm. is good and right and worthwhile, mm-hmm. you might get yeah. you might get a no initially, um, and people may not understand fully, mm-hmm. but in time, like the right you will find the right mm-hmm. company or the right people um yeah to stand with you and to mm-hmm. yeah to partner with you um, sure and you'll feel good about that too you know yeah so shout out to wazel <laughs> yeah thank you so much wazel um for providing that platform um four years ago now um for carolyn to kind of get diversely run out there um like off of besides just like instagram and social media um i think what's really interesting to me though is that like we said, this was only four years ago. Um, and while I'm so like proud of you for advocating for yourself and like wanting to get, you know, and doing the work at the same time, it's, it's also frustrating to me that it kind of feels like you had to choose, you know, to like, you kind of had to weigh the, you know, the importance of like being compensated for your work, but then also Mm -hmm. being like, well, like if I can't be compensated for it, then I'm going to choose this avenue of like, just, getting like the representation out there um, and just being great, kind of grateful for like the platform being provided to you, um, which it leaves me like feeling conflicted about it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, mm-hmm. yeah. And this is not a dog on Wazelle by any means. Right. Uh, right. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, we, I think we've had conversations like amongst the relay team um, about how the reality of like some companies don't have like the funds or like the, the money to like dedicate to different projects like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably, I would like to say that it has changed and is continuing to evolve, um, you know, since 2019. Um, but it is like that listening to you, um, recount all of that. It is a bit frustrating to me because it's like, in my mind, you did deserve to be compensated for that. And I keep thinking to, you know, say if, say if they brought on, you know, a New York Times author or something like that, that was working to promote something like a totally different topic in the space. Um, And while, you know, my mind, because I'm, you know, I personally like have to work through imposter syndrome and things like that. You know, my mind would go to like, oh, well, you know, so and so is a New York Times, like bestselling author, you know, or I'm just using that Mm -hmm. label, Mm -hmm. you know, to, um, you know, kind of get the point across a little bit better here. But, but at the same time, like, you're, you were providing that same level uh, and that same like quality of writing and exposure and uh, like surrounding a topic that really hadn't been talked about like within the running and outdoor space. Um, so yeah, to me, it's, it's like, I, you have to like get your foot in the door somehow, but it's frustrating that in terms of it, like being something around like diversity and inclusion, <clears throat> that it's almost viewed as this lower tier of, you know, work, um, that maybe like we should just feel grateful for the exposure. Um, you know, and, and that's again, circles back to like the whole point of this podcast and this conversation is like those nuances there where it's like, you know, equity, like, and it, it matters. Um, you know, and there, there are now divisions amongst so many of these brands, um, that are dedicated solely to diversity and inclusion. Um, so like I said, I'm hopeful things have evolved and have continued to evolve um, since your first experience um, back in 2019. Um, but I appreciate you sharing that all of that with us. Um, yeah. So yeah. Oh. Um, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that this is one of the areas that we definitely, you know, need to work on more where Mm -hmm. traditionally um, a lot of the budget for this type of, um, I don't know, like partnership or collaboration, it -hmm. comes from marketing, right? Like that's part of the marketing budget. And Mm -hmm. when it is purely seen as that, it gets Mm -hmm. kind of dicey, especially when it comes to a subject or topic such as DEI, which, which then ultimately, but if it's like categorized under the marketing umbrella, Mm -hmm. it can start to really feel like you are, it's just a fine line um, Mm -hmm. between putting, allocating that money towards actually supporting, Mm -hmm. um, you know, equity or representation even um, right. in a real meaningful way versus mm-hmm. to- like causing people to feel tokenized, tokenized right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. 
I mean, I I definitely think back in 2019, there really wasn't even that clear um, Mm. of a category yet for many brands and companies to even consider social media Mm -hmm. um, as part of a marketing avenue, you know, mm-hmm. or, um, or a category. And yeah. then I think now in recent years, it has, but again, mm-hmm. like, I think still, it we're coming up against the issue of like, well, if it's put under marketing, mm-hmm. if DEI work is placed yeah. under marketing, mm-hmm. um, where, how do we differentiate between products, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and the brand name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm versus persons right like mm-hmm. a, a like personhood and like yeah, right. the actual people who mm-hmm. you're um wanting mm-hmm. to to essentially use or like partner yeah. with um right. for your i don't know for your brand or um mm-hmm. if you if brands say that they really truly support the work that you're doing mm-hmm. um what does that actually look like and it's going to look yeah. different Right. Mm -hmm. From just simply saying, well, here's some gear. um, Right. Or you can do this work for us for free and then we'll Mm -hmm. like we'll share your post, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that's definitely something that brands and companies really need to reevaluate and revisit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that us as like athletes and people Mm -hmm. within this space need to also you know, be able to work past our default mm-hmm. reactions of imposter syndrome because I yeah. definitely, you know, I feel you on that. I yeah. mm-hmm. definitely like that is uh, my immediate reaction to things, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether yeah. it's opportunities being offered to me or mm-hmm. ones that I'm like actively trying to create. You sure. Know, it's we need to be better, I think, at like at speaking mm-hmm. up for ourselves and yeah. saying like, Yes, while I do value, mm-hmm. you know, the values of this brand or this company, mm-hmm. and while I appreciate the opportunity to work together, like, yeah. you know, I also value myself and what yeah. I bring to the table. Sure. And, like, ultimately, how many pairs of shoes or how much gear can yeah. we really, you know, <laughs> can we really, like, right. do, uh, it is really, like, beneficial? Like, And ultimately, those are well, not the things that, like, pay our bills. <laughs> well, either. right. And a, a part of me also is like, well, you know, I've always been grateful for gear over the years. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. like you have been too. And yes, providing gear is important. Um, yes. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I feel like there's also that nuance of that benefits the brand, right? Yes. That's, right. that's putting, you know, that's just honestly free marketing, free advertising for them. Um, and I don't know that that's actually supporting the person. And like you said, I don't know, Mm -hmm, I don't feel mm -hmm. that like just dispensing a bunch of gear and being like, Hey, Carolyn, we, we want to like deck you, like, you know, kit you out, like Mm -hmm. in, um, you know, our brand to me, like I said, that kind of turns you into like a walking ad. And they, sometimes I feel like, you know, brands feel good about the fact that like, perfect. I have, you know, an Asian American woman, like, and she's going to help, you know, kind of like sell like our gear to her community and her mm-hmm, close knit mm-hmm. group of, 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 Bi- of hopefully BIPOC, you know, athletes. Um, again, I'm putting like a certain tone on this and I do mean it more in like tongue in cheek, but, um, you know, that's, that's the undertone, um, that I start to feel, um, when brands aren't willing to kind of discuss compensation, um, for your time, for your writing, um, and things like that. Um, you know, I feel like I can speak from experience of really, you know, having these conversations, um, you know, with brands when I've been in negotiations and things like that and bringing up my core values and what's really important to me beyond my own like performances. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a business and brands, you know, especially in my sphere, like as a professional athlete, of course, like, you know, I have to have performances to show, right? Um, you know, and it's like I said, it, it is a business. And when you're asking for that level of support, um, you can't just come to the table and be like, well, you know, I have all of these like social goals, you know, and these are my values. And I really want you, me, you like you to support me in those. But that being said, those values and those goals of mine are just as important to me as my performance goals. And I think that we're seeing a shift here in the industry in general that like these brands need to support athletes, whether it's, you know, at an ambassador level, you know, where maybe it is just gear support um, or even there's a lot of elite athletes out there, especially in the trail and ultra space where like they actually aren't getting compensated with a base salary, you know, Mm -hmm. 
you know, we, we do sign quite a few NDAs, you know, and it's a kind of a, a hot topic um, in terms of like keeping things hush hush and like, what is the standard, you know, and I'm specifically referring to, like I said, tr the trail and ultra world, um, because it is not, you know, kind of the same structure as like the track um, and professional road world. But at the same time, it's like, we need to be viewing athletes as the whole person because yeah. times are changing. Mm -hmm. It's not just about throwing up, oh, so-and-so was on the podium at this race, you know, so-and-so was here, so-and-so was here. It is more about like, what are the athletes doing outside of like their performances, outside of just their training? And what are they bringing, you know, in terms of representation for the brand, representation for themselves? Um, and I think it's an outdated model to just solely focus on like athletic achievements and like I said, even not even at the professional level, but, you know, it's it's more important uh, to consider like the type of work that athletes are doing as humans, um, mm -hmm, because it mm -hmm. all adds up. Um, it, it's all a part of the industry. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like there are certain brands out there that are moving towards that, um, but there's quite a few that aren't and quite a few that in my experience, maybe like the idea and like the like cloak, you know, of, of maybe putting out on their social media and mm -hmm. utilizing very specific fitness models and things like that and highlighting, you know, certain ambassadors or athletes that they have. But when it comes down to it, there really actually isn't like action items being taken beyond like the social media posts. Um, and it's tough, right? Because I was asked, you know, to do like a blog post um, as well, like for a brand, I was very well compensated for it. And I was so grateful for that. But like the work that a brand does at this point in time has to be deeper than that. It has to be like, in my opinion, like actually putting their money like where their mouth is. And they can't just continue to rely on like picking up this athlete, picking up this athlete. Oh, we're checking boxes here. You know, she's indigenous. Um, you know, she's Asian American. He's, he's black. Um, you know, and just kind of like throwing them up sporadically, but then honestly kind of cycling through them. Um, mm -hmm, I, you mm -hmm. know, I really noticed that with brands. Um, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it, it really, like I said, the work has to be deeper than that. Um, and I guess my whole point with like rambling mm -hmm. here is like, like just like a call to action to brands. Like we, like, you know, we, we can see like when, you know, fitness models and athletes are kind of being cycled through to put out like a very specific image. Um, and if at the root of it, like that true compensation and equity isn't happening behind the scenes and behind, you know, all the NDAs that like we're required to sign, then that just doesn't sit well. Um, and the word like will eventually get out. And um, yeah, mm -hmm. I, brands like that just can't kind of continue to do that. Um, not in this day and age anymore, where I feel like we are becoming more empowered to like speak up and not just kind of settle for like, okay, well, you know, it is like representation. It is putting me on, you know, this ad, like, you you know, like you had chatted about with me, like, oh, you know, like Wayne, you know, the risk versus benefit, you're like, oh, you know, it would, it would be really cool to be a part of this ad campaign, but like, am I being compensated appropriately for it? You know, it's taking, like, I know you had mentioned like, a campaign that you did and it was taking like at least 72 hours like out of your day you know and you're you have two kids like you know time away from your family um i think it's going to come down to more than just the quote like opportunity you yeah, know yeah um yeah. you know for an athlete such as yourself um to really like get that representation out there yeah exactly like yeah. i think for <laughs> i think it, for anyone who has received the lines of like, oh, all, all we need from you is just, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, right. three posts yeah, <laughs> like, right, and two right. stories and, and one yeah. reel. Like, that's a lot. That <laughs> is a lot. lot. Even yeah. one post yeah. where mm -hmm. it's going to take you thought, first of all, on how mm -hmm. to create the post, how mm -hmm. to take the photo, editing the photo, writing mm -hmm. up your post and mm -hmm. editing it. And mm -hmm. like all of those things take time and energy and effort. And mm -hmm. we uh, as runners and athletes need to stop allowing ourselves <laughs> to mm -hmm. see things like, oh, well, these companies and brands are like deigning to give mm -hmm. us the opportunity. Like it's such right. an honor to be able right. to, you right. know, give of our time and mm -hmm. energy mm 
mm-hmm. and which are all opportunity costs, like you said, mm-hmm. like away yeah. from yep. other things in our lives, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, it goes to back to like how companies do need to see each athlete in person, like as mm-hmm. a whole, like in mm-hmm. a, a broader, you know, holistic and complex, yeah. you know, um, right. picture. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyway, but all that to say though, like let's Stephanie, like, yeah, we've, we've talked about like mm-hmm. these, the areas of improvement I would say yeah. that need to mm-hmm. happen. Um, but right. I would love to hear, you know, I mm-hmm. know that you have recently had a very positive yeah, experience, definitely. you know, yeah. working with a brand in a company mm-hmm. that has been very, it has been in contrast to yes. all the things that you have been Absolutely. describing, right? Yes. So can yes. you share more yeah, about like of course. why why that is and what were the things that mm-hmm. did make you feel actually seen and cared for as like yeah. a person yes. and not just a token? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and I, I love this conversation that we're having and kind of like the flow throughout it because I do want to say, I think it's so important to highlight all of the positive experiences like Carolyn and I aren't here to like take down the industry, you know, and just like, you know, and just kind of rant about negative experiences. Um, I think it's really, really important um, to like talk about the experiences that have been positive. And like Carolyn said, the reasons why the experience was positive, um, maybe as a model and just for other brands and just for tips for other athletes out there um, to maybe like look for these types of things. Um like I said, I'm I'm not quite at liberty to share um, who my primary sponsor and partner is at this point in time. Um, but I will say, like from the moment I was on the first call with them, um, it was very much centered around like me as a human, um, you know. And I've said that so many times, but I really, really appreciated the fact that you know the conversation started with like, like who are you and like what are your goals like in life and like for the sport like not just like your performance goals, because honestly, the brand was like, you know, we could Google you, like we can look up like your accomplishments. Like we know like the distances that you love to run, you know, and the the types of races that you love to run. Um, And to me, that kind of reminds me of like, you know, when you're a guest on a podcast and, um, you know, the podcast host just kind of like walks through like all all of your (laughs) like achievements, which is, it's fun. It's fun to talk about those things. Um, But I feel like for me personally, I'm at that point in my career where, it's so much more than that. Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like, like, and you know, like we spoke about on our first, um, podcast recording here on making strides, you know, I carry this weight and it, it's not a, it's not a heavy weight, but it's a responsibility, um, of knowing like who I am representing out there. Um, mm-hmm. because like the trail and ultra community, it still has so far to go in terms of diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my good colleagues, um, mentioned that in a survey that she took and a very large population of trail and ultra athletes that the sport really is coming up about 95% white. Um, mm-hmm. so for me, like it's, it's enormous and it, it feels like yeah. such an honor, like I said, to line up and understand that like young eyes are watching. Um, and like we've, we've said so many times, like you can't become like what you don't see, um, you know, and I, that's, it's so important in, in every sector, um, but especially important in athletics, I feel like. Um, but yeah, like I said, from my very first call with this brand, um, you know, it was very much centered around what would your ideal contract look like? Um, mm-hmm. And for me, for me, the very first thing that came to mind is, you know, I had developed a very like well thought out, very well organized proposal, um, you know, for a diversity uh, mentorship program um, for youth athletes um, and trying to get them like provide them the opportunity to see what trail running is. Um, and no, like my model was not about like forcing, you know, like 10 people to run a hundred miler. Um, I, I have a lot of thoughts <laughs> about, about programs like that, just because it's mm. like, well, I personally love the hundred mile distance, but I also have a lot of tools and a lot of um, support in order and the time to even like train and, you know, be able to like race well, like in those types of long distances. Um, and I, like I said, I have a lot of opinions about developing programs like that, where you're kind of like forcing a group of people to do something that like, maybe they don't have the resources to do and a program like that, it's difficult to provide like an all encompassing um, support. Yeah. And I know like you have gone through this as well, like pitching um, projects like this um, in conjunction with um, Mary Johnson um, at LaFront Perform. Um, but yeah, like my first conversation, like I said, um, the first thing that came to mind was that 
you know, that program proposal. Um, and I brought that up and I said, this is what's really important to me. I'm on and I, I think I did verbalize this. I said, I was like, I'm willing to take the cost of this program and remove it from my salary um, in mm, order to prioritize mm, it. And mm. I think like in hindsight, I shouldn't have said that because that shouldn't, you shouldn't need to say something like that. Um, yeah, the right brand right. should want to financially support that without mm -hmm. detracting from their compensation of you. Um, but I think I chose to say that because I wanted it to be so apparent to this brand that that's how important that this program is to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I was so appreciative of the fact that they were like, say less. Like we will support that and we will not like take that out of your, like your salary and um, out of your compensation for what you are like athletically achieving and athletically mm -hmm. doing, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm, I like, I'm always so cognizant of the fact that like, it does take a very specific brand, right? Like a specific brand that has the dedicated funds. There may be a more of a yeah. global brand than a local brand. Um, so this is not a dog on more on smaller brands that like right. maybe don't have like the financial yeah. means. Um, maybe they aren't publicly traded, things like that. Um, so like I said, I, I'm not dogging on those smaller brands um, because like I said, sometimes the money isn't there. But yeah. that being mm -hmm. said, you know, at the level that I've been running at, like in my career at this point, the conversations that I am having are with brands that do have the financial means. Um, so I was very appreciative of that first conversation um, and the fact that like they put the ball in my court. They didn't try mm -hmm. to give me this PowerPoint proposal of like what your contract is going to look like. You know, they, their first question is like, what do you want it to look like? Um, mm -hmm. And I appreciated that, you know. Like, yeah. and of course we went through negotiations with things, but I really just felt like, okay, like, you know, the very first thing that I brought up was like my passion project that, you know, we can talk about passion projects all day long, but like the reality is, is like, they need funding, like, mm -hmm. and like, yeah. you know, in order to do the type of work that you and I are dedicated to, it takes funds. Yeah. Um, so that was my, that was the first um, time where I was like, gosh, like, I so appreciate that. And it feels like I'm getting closer to like coming home um, mm. with a brand that truly understands like my goals in the sport. Um, and the fact that like, I'm not, I'm not willing to like compromise on them. Um, you know, and I've seen them follow through with that. Like, you know, they dispensed funds like the second month um, of, you know, of my contract with them. Um, so it wasn't wow. one of those things where I had to weight on the funding or it was dispersed mm -hmm. in like small increments. Um, I appreciated that. I appreciated mm. the trust from the brand to just immediately dispense yes. funds. Yeah. Um, it mm -hmm. says a lot. And, you know, for some of our listeners, the nuances that I'm talking about might seem odd, but it's, it's meaningful, right? Like these types of things where it's like by them doing that and just dispensing the funds immediately to me, that, that to me said that like, we trust you and we, yeah. we, we trust yeah. in the work that you're doing and we're proud of it. And there's no hesitation there. Yes. Uh, like yeah. we're not forcing you to kind of like chase after us on like, you know, the words right. that we said on the first call. Um, those are really, really important. The communication yes. was quick. It was clear. Um, you know, I didn't have to keep emailing over and over again, like, mm -hmm. just, like, okay, circling back, just following right. up on mm -hmm. our conversation about this. Um, you know, so for, for, for brands out there and for anyone listening who, you know, has maybe fallen into that like pattern of like, well, we had a first initial conversation about it, but then I never heard back. Like, yeah, of, of course, like, you know, we're all busy and like everyone has tons of things on their plate. But when it comes to this type of work, it, it goes, it, it's so meaningful when a brand like stays in close contact with you, follows through on everything that you've, you've, you've discussed. Yeah. Um, that, that was yeah. really, really neat to me. Yeah. Um, but that yeah, kind of and, side note, it reminds me yeah. of just being in a relationship with exactly. anybody, whether it's totally, romantic right? or friend, yes, you know, how absolutely. like it really, absolutely. it shows respect, first of all, to yeah. the other person, but yeah. also exactly like what you're saying. You, there's mm -hmm. like clarity. Yeah. There's not any space in between to make mm -hmm. you wonder or second right. guess or like gaslight yeah. yourself, you know, right, and right, right. Absolutely. Everything is very clear and the demonstration yeah. of trust um, yeah. and saying yeah. like we do, mm -hmm. we meant what we said. Exactly. Um, all of that. That's, yeah, that's great. Right, right. 
That's the kind of relationship that right. we, that you yes. want to be in. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, yes, I think exactly what you just said. I think that's so important. Um, realizing that these types of partnerships with brands in the social media age, it, they really shouldn't be looked at any differently than like, okay, like, and obviously like, you know, business is business. Like not, we're not always going to be best friends with the people that we're in <laughs> business with, but, but at the same time, it's like, like you said, it should still be, it should still have all the tenants of a healthy relationship. And you shouldn't ever be made to feel like, like you said, like, oh no, oh my gosh, it's been, you know, three weeks, like since that conversation, they're not getting back to me. Oh my gosh, I'm going to spiral and like start gaslighting myself. Maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. Maybe I yeah, asked for right. too much. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you aren't asking for too much. You're, you're honestly just asking for equity <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, um, mm. so, <laughs> <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. um, But yeah, you know, and along those same lines, like I mentioned, um, you know, Carolyn and I were discussing earlier in this conversation, um, you know, I recently got back from a a week long um, photo and video shoot with this brand um, for a launch of um, a a new shoe. And, you know, one of the first things, Carolyn, that I wanted to chat with you about when we caught up um, just as friends a couple days ago was the fact that like, I didn't realize how impactful it was for me as an athlete and quote, like talent on the set, you know, there's a crew of like at least 50 crew members. Um, And I found myself just smiling the whole time, like looking around because like, like my stylist and her assistant stylist were both like Asian Americans. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there was, the crew was so diverse. um, And I so appreciated the fact that like, I could look into like, you know, like I said, like the, the crew standing around and like prepping for the shoot and be like, that's really cool. She looks like me, like he looks like me. She looks totally different from me, but, you know, doesn't, you know, is bringing a completely different, you know, viewpoint um, to the crew. Um, and I didn't go into it thinking that like, I would think that way, right? Mm-hmm. It was just things that I was like, oh my gosh, like this, I feel so at home and it's so yeah. refreshing to see diversity, even like on the behind the scenes crew. Um, yeah. You know, one of my teammates, you know, is black. It was wonderful to hear like the assistant, like hairstylist asking my teammate questions, trying to learn about like styling black hair. Um, mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. you know, and then my teammate and I had a very um, like meaningful conversation about that um, and just like how comfortable she felt, even mm-hmm. though like the assistant stylist, like wasn't like also a black woman, but just the fact that like she was there to learn and wasn't making assumptions um, about how my teammate like wanted her hair done. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I kept picking up on, on things like that throughout the week. Um, and they weren't, they weren't grand like gestures, you know, they, it, we weren't asking for anything like that. It was the little things and it was the things just behind the scenes. Um, you know, the fact that I think, um, you know, my stylist had mentioned that someone on the crew, um, in passing or someone within the brand had, had mentioned, um, oh, Stephanie, um, I, I think she's a Filipino athlete, um, mm. And I'm not, and I don't, you know, and I don't take any offense to that by any means. I have so many um, very, very close Filipino friends. Um, But the fact that my stylist brought that up to me and she was like, I want to correct them. And she was like, and I want to get like what your actual nationality is because it's, you know, it's not okay to just generalize like that. And she's like, I don't Mm -hmm. think they meant it in like an offensive way. Um, Mm -hmm. But she was like, I I want to correct them with that. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. she was like, what is your nationality? What is your descent? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's important. Um, Those details are important, Um, you know, to just kind of, you know, educate and like gently remind that like, Hey, like I'm actually not Filipino. Like, even Mm -hmm. though I did grow up in Southern California, like my mom is of Chinese and Japanese descent. Um, you know, and and my dad is, um, you know, is white and it's okay to have conversations like that. And it's not offensive to, um, Mm -hmm. I really appreciated like the little things like that. Um, you know, and I, I just so felt like because there was so much like representation and inclusion within the brand as a whole, it made me feel so much less like, like a tokenized athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, It made me feel like we, all of us really are a team and each of us bring our own unique perspectives. Um, You know, and I, I, and not just in like a racial way. And I think that's kind of the whole point, like that Carolyn and I want to get across that it's not just about like, you know, checking all the boxes, like you said, like with a black woman, you know, an indigenous man, like an Asian American, you know, it's, it's not about that. It's about 
bringing together tons of different people and having tons of different viewpoints and understanding that that's where the strength lies um, with, with brands. Um, and I think when you have those types of behind the scenes, um, like kind of like dedication to just normalizing like representation and inclusion and not like making a weird big deal out of it, that to me, it made me feel so much more like, okay, this is genuine and it's not, it's not performative. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, it was a really, really great experience for me and something that was vastly different um, from my previous experiences um, in the industry. Mm-hmm. It genuinely felt like, um, you know, like I said, like I wasn't just like tokenized, um, even though like I, you know, Carolyn, I think you and I discussed, I think I am probably the first like North American, um, like Asian American athlete that this brand has signed. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I didn't realize that initially. Um, but yeah, it, it really does mean quite a lot um, to have that genuine support. And like you said, I, I do feel like I'm in like a healthy relationship um, and mm-hmm. that it's kind of, it, it's, it's going both ways here. Um, yeah. But yeah, very validating experience. Yeah, when you were describing, you know, your experience and your time there, because you mm-hmm. were, you were all together for almost a week, right? Or, yeah, it was a full yeah. Week. yeah, it was a full um, week, yeah. Up in the mountains. And mm-hmm. I mean, you guys were doing a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but over the overarching theme and the feeling mm-hmm. that I got from you mm-hmm. was that you felt safe and comfortable. Mm-hmm to just show up as you yeah, and not feel like you had to like be on, you know, right. in this space yeah. and totally. represent or yeah. like, you know, stand for the certain issues or advocate yeah. for yourself. Right. Like they had already, yes, it was like they took that, they took the preemptive steps to prepare yeah. to attend to what your needs or your concerns might yeah. have even been. Um, right. So that you wouldn't have had to right. speak up Advocate, for yourself. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. And... There was no, yeah, there was never. Yes, exactly. I did feel so safe going into it and I didn't feel like I had to like, kind of like have like my hairs like on end and like being mm-hmm. like listening and um, like making sure, you know, I, I didn't, I felt like I didn't have to go into this like almost like defensive mode. Right. That sometimes right. that sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like people of color kind of innately go to, I, yep. I know I can speak from yep. experience, like even just going on runs like here in Evergreen, Colorado, again, it's not a dog on Evergreen by any means, but it's not a diverse place. It's just not. And that's the reality of it. And a lot of times, like I find myself going out on a run, like prepare, like going into like fight mode and like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like clutching right. my like pepper spray and like preparing for some type of like interaction, um, yeah, right. you know, and it was really a wonderful experience, um, with, with this new brand and partnership that I have to not feel that way. And to be able yeah. to just, like you said, like show up like as I am and mm-hmm. like not have to like go into something with like my, like my hackles up or something like yeah. that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah. And that I think is the result of a company organization mm-hmm. doing the work, the actual work, the actual of work, yeah, learning, understanding, practicing mm-hmm. empathy, uh, and re reflecting. I would yeah. say reflecting on how to structurally reorganize, yeah, allocate funds, mm-hmm. change, you know, like. Mm-hmm. create new positions yeah. so that to bring in people so that overall like the actual mm-hmm. foundation of the organization yeah. and company right demonstrates the equity yeah. that they say they want to make right you right know? right and that takes time and yes. i know that yeah. i i know what brand and company you're talking about and yeah. i know that they have spent years you know yeah. researching right. and and like yeah. and making change yeah. um which is mm-hmm. something that, yeah, I, I, that's, I hope that, you mm-hmm. know, the other brands and companies, organizations in the mm-hmm. sport of running trail or ultra, you know, mm-hmm. professional or amateur, right? That, yeah. Like those are really the, the things, the changes that need to be happening. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we're not going to move beyond this superficial aspect of right. like 
just throwing up some images, you know, mm-hmm. that your brand ambassadors are able right. to capture themselves and mm-hmm. like you can tie your your brand name to it, but otherwise mm-hmm. like where's the long-term growth yeah, um, right. and support mm-hmm. uh, coming from, you know? Yeah, so. totally. Yeah, I know. I feel like I can't underscore enough the importance of like integrating like diversity and inclusion and like mm-hmm. for brands to really like any type of new hire, regardless of if that position is not within, like, like you said, like an, a diversity and inclusion, like label, um, mm-hmm, you know, is mm-hmm. like a, um, like an officer um, in that position. Um, it's so important to be hiring people that like already feel that way at their core and mm-hmm. like their, their values are already in line with that so that you're, you're weaving in like everyone is a part of the team is on board with that. And not just having, like we said, like a separate officer that oversees that. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, like I said, like it's checking boxes to be sure that like the company isn't like, you know, screwing up and like, there aren't these like uncomfortable situations or like very like uncomfortable posts that are being made Mm -hmm. that don't feel like, you know, I hesitate to use the term PC, but it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's so important to have like every, like, the, the diversity and inclusion woven in, um, yeah. you know, undergirding a, all aspects yes. Right, yes. of yes. how you operate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I've so enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. Um, I know it's something that you and I have been wanting to record for quite some time after, after chatting about our experiences with brands, um, just as friends, but I'm glad we were able to do this. Anything else, yeah. Carolyn, that you wanted to add that we didn't cover? Um, I guess, well, there was one thing I wanted to leave everyone with, maybe just mm. some tangible or practical takeaways, maybe yeah. um, some advice that our mutual friend Myrna um, yes. had shared with me mm-hmm. several years ago um, mm-hmm. when I was also just kind of like trying to, I, I feel like I was a budding influencer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I actually, I still have mixed feelings about that term or that right. label um, influencer, yeah. but, um, but you know. For anyone, I think, who is contemplating or considering um, working with different brands and companies or mm-hmm. publications even, um, mm-hmm. the three three points of consideration that Myrna shared with me was to consider, mm-hmm. um, is this offering experience, mm-hmm. exposure, mm-hmm. or financial compensation? You know, like mm-hmm. any of those three factors, um, yeah. she said that. Those are things to kind of filter through your decision making process mm-hmm. um, that they have at least one of those things mm-hmm. should be worth it enough for mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and of course, I think it goes without saying knowing what your core values are and yeah. what you stand for and what mm-hmm. you're about. Right. Yeah. Because that mm-hmm. sure that that can look different and that affects your decision on whether or not mm-hmm. to work with a company. If yes. you are someone who's simply just trying to grow your followership, mm-hmm. um, you know, then like your decision-making process will look different from, yeah, right, right. you know, I would say someone like me who is sure. like, I'm trying to build up kind of like an intangible sense of awareness or understanding mm-hmm. through a, a specific medium of writing, yeah. you know? Um, so that will look different as I'm thinking right. through exposure, experience or compensation. Right. And, yeah. Um, but I think ultimately, I think you and I would agree, you know, like mm-hmm. for anyone, like don't sell yourself short and yeah. don't let mm-hmm. imposter syndrome um, cause you to shrink yourself and yeah. settle mm-hmm. for something that at the end of the day or even like, you know, a year from now when you look mm-hmm. back, you know, do you you want to be able to look back and like know in your gut and in your heart that you felt mm-hmm. good um yeah. about that partnership mm-hmm. that campaign yeah. or mm-hmm. you know like that decision mm-hmm. that you made that yeah. it felt right you felt seen and understood and known mm-hmm. and that you represented well mm-hmm. right so yeah. anyway uh, just so so well said <laughs> um i couldn't agree more with what you said and i feel like my final like little like piggyback off of what you just said it reminded me of something that i did want to um express in this recording is that I always remind myself that it's not just about me. Me advocating for myself and taking up space like in this industry 
is creating equity for future generations. Yes. It's, yes. It's, it, it's not, mm-hmm. it's never just about me. And I've, I, I always find that it's important to express that to brands. If like, if maybe they don't realize like why you're so passionate about it. Um, I found myself saying that like, no, I'm not advocating for like fair pay and equity for just me. Like I'm doing it to lay the groundwork for future female athletes of color, you know, future male athletes of color, things like that. And, yep. mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's important. And I feel like maybe it's helpful for our listeners to think about it in that way, because it's, it is, it's always greater than yourself. And you, you taking up space is not selfish and it's not something that like only you are going to benefit from. Um, mm-hmm. It's important yeah. to do it. Like I said, for everyone else, it's going to come after you. Um, that what you had just mentioned there about taking up space reminded me of that. Um, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Right. Cause we yes. teach other people how to treat us. That's essentially. Yes. Exactly. Right, what it is. Yeah. 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 Um, well, gosh, I so enjoyed this, Carolyn. I know this is a long time coming recording, um, especially on this topic. So I'm so glad we were able to. Um, for all of our listeners out there, if you enjoyed this episode, um, please like rate, subscribe, um, you know, share it on all of your social media platforms. Um, you know, for all of our listeners, like we are providing um, this content, um, be, you know, without a paywall right now, um, because we do want to um, like share um, what we're trying to do here with the Making Strides podcast. Um, but if you're enjoying this, co- this type of content, um, please like consider subscribing to our relay team. Um, we are a Patreon group. You can find us at, uh, patreon.com slash relay. Um, and we are also on Instagram at relay, um, underscore site S I T E. And thank you so much for being here with us. Yes. Thank you all. And <laughs> see you we'll next time. See you next time. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.